This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, good morning and welcome into another exciting edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you, as always, talking all things Florida Panthers hockey, recapping the week that was, talking about what lies ahead. Lots to get to coming up over the course of the hour. And, well, as we cruise along here, as I mentioned, we'll recap the week that was. We'll talk about last night's game specifically. Panthers had a big one against the Buffalo Sabres last night. Fell short by a 3-1 score to Buffalo, and that was a big game in the wildcard standings. And, of course, still 21 games to go, and the Panthers right in the thick of a pursuit for a wildcard spot. So we'll talk about those playoff races. We'll talk about last night's game. We'll recap that one. We'll have some sound from Panthers head coach Paul Maurice coming up shortly, as well as Panthers forward Anthony Duclair, who made his long-awaited return to the Panthers lineup, came back from injury. That injury he suffered during the offseason last summer. Got back in the lineup last night. No doubt he's going to be a jolt for this Panthers team. He had an assist in his first game back. And uh, one of those guys that can contribute on the ice, but also just from a a team morale perspective, a guy that everybody just loves having around. And he was around throughout his rehab process, but uh, great to see him get back on the ice last night. We'll hear from him coming up here shortly. We'll hear from some highlights from the Panthers' big overtime win earlier this week back on Monday over the Anaheim Ducks. Coming up later on, in this hour, we will be joined, well, we'll have a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast, on which Jameson Olive and I were joined by Dr. Eli Friedman, medical and sports cardiologist at Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute, part of Baptist Health South Florida. Of course, great partner of the Panthers, but had a chance to talk to one of the Panthers physicians and just get his perspective on uh, on how things are going from uh, from his line of work perspective, so we'll we'll have some really uh, interesting uh, conversation with Dr. Eli Friedman coming up later on in the show, and also next segment, my broadcast partner on the Panthers Radio Network, Billy Lindsay, is going to stop by. We'll recap last night. We'll talk about what that means. We'll look ahead, and uh, again, lots to get to. We'll talk about what's going on across the rest of the National Hockey League with the playoff races. So again, a lot to get to as far as that. That's concerned. No shortage of topics this time of year in the National Hockey League. So, uh, again, when Billy stops by next segment, we will have uh, a lot to get to. Panthers fans, come to the dark side. Catch your cats their annual Star Wars night when they take on Nashville. That's going to be March 2nd at 7 p.m. As a matter of fact, that's the next Panthers home game. We'll get to that in just a moment. Purchase your ticket package today. Includes a limited edition Star Wars night t-shirt plus a meet and greet with Star Wars characters. Go to floridapanthers.com today. The Panthers will be on the road 
against the Tampa Bay Lightning coming up on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. I know, very rare. We have a Saturday and Sunday with no Panthers games. So hopefully everybody's able to have a, a leisurely couple of days here this weekend. Then the Panthers will be back home after Tuesday's road game. They will begin a seven-game homestand, folks. And that's going to be uh, Thursday at 7 o'clock when Nashville comes into town. That's when they'll begin that seven-game homestand. But uh, the Panthers, at this very moment, they currently sit tied with Buffalo as far as the points are concerned for that second wildcard spot. However, by virtue of the tiebreaker, Buffalo and Detroit have the slim edge on the Panthers. The Panthers have played 61 games. They have 64 points. Buffalo and Detroit, they've both played 57 games and have 64 points. So the Panthers will need those games played numbers to even out, and over the course of the next few weeks, they will even out. As I mentioned, the Panthers don't play this weekend. They play Tuesday, and then they play Thursday back at home. And when the Panthers get back home, they're home for seven consecutive games. So the Panthers, a real chance to make a move. They're 16-9-3 on home ice over the course of the season. So they, uh, they play well on home ice, and they'll look to make a move when they get back home. Of course, big game coming up against Tampa, and the Panthers had one of their best showings of the year. First game out of the All-Star break against the Lightning a couple of weeks back. Let's get into recapping the week that was. Before we get to last night's game, we'll start with the 4-3 overtime win the Panthers had over the Anaheim Ducks back on Monday. Here are the highlights as they aired on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Blomberg able to drop it down for Eric Stahl. On the end boards, rolling puck got away from Stahl. Shattenkirk up the near wall. Gudis kept it in, shot through traffic. Pinballs and they score! And the Panthers get one back. Eric Stahl was crashing the net. Looks like he got the last piece of it there. Well, the Panthers cut it now to a 2-1 Anaheim lead. That's been the best line for the Panthers. Blomberg, Stahl, and Cousins. Now Bobrovsky gets things started. Carter Verhey, good to see him right back out of the ice after he took that. Shot to the leg. Now here's Kachuk in front. A shot. They score. It's Mark Stoll crashing in, and he's able to finish it off. A tic-tac-toe play, and this game is tied at two as Kachuk fed it out front to Mark Stoll crashing in. Mark Stoll didn't score in 75 games. Now he's got two goals in his last three games. How does that happen? Poked away by McTavish. Panthers keep it alive. Cousins across. One-timer. Forsley tip. They score. The Panthers tie it at three. Ryan Lomberg cruising across the front of the net. Looks like he got a piece of that. And with 5.51 left in the third, we're all knotted up once again. Vetrano through center. Heads up the right side. He'll give to Klingberg, who's tied up then. A breakaway back the other way. Here's Carter Verhage in. Walks in. Makes a move. Top shelf. He scores. Carter Verhage, the overtime winner. And the Panthers take it 4-3. That's 30 on the year for Carter Verhage. And the Panthers get two big points on home ice. And how about that for Carter Verhage's first career 30-goal season. He would add his 31st of the season last night. Tell you what, folks, he's right about on pace for 40 goals in the regular season. Would be really special to see him hit that plateau as uh, he's just had such a consistently good offensive season. It's been great to see Carter Verhage uh, hit the goal-scoring totals that he has been. And then last night, Panthers fell short against the Buffalo Sabres. As I mentioned, Verhage had the only goal. Panthers fell 3-1 in that important game in the wildcard race against the Buffalo Sabres. And in referencing that one, 3-1, the Panthers fell short against Buffalo last night. Here's Panthers head coach Paul Maurice with some general thoughts thoughts on last night's loss to Buffalo? Uh, even with the other team in the first, um, 
we will walk away and you'll hear we had lots of, we did we had lots of chances to score but we how we gave up the first goal and we took a penalty we can't take in a playoff game playoff like game and and you're down to um even with the amount of pucks that we put to the net we wasted a bunch of opportunities to get more pucks to the net it was there for us trying to make uh trying to make plays we didn't need to try to make so it would be be in alone on the goaltender and he would have made a bunch of really good saves but that wouldn't define how how we handle our puck Panthers head coach Paul Maurice right there and really the standout performer in last night's game was the one-time Panther and current Sabres goaltender 41 year old Craig Anderson had 53 saves to backstop Buffalo in that game last night Panthers threw everything at him and Craig Anderson was able to do just enough to hold the fort there and, and help Buffalo get out of there with the two points last night at FLA Live Arena. And uh, here is Paul Maurice talking about Anthony Duclair and how he looked in his first game back in the lineup. A real good for for such a long period of time. Out his timing was fine. I think he, I think he was credited for five hits, which would have led our team. So he was physically involved in the game. Um, tried him on the left. He's not 100% comfortable there, so we flipped him back over to the right. Moves a bunch of people around. We're having a hell of a time in the face-off circle here tonight, and that led to an awful lot of possession for them. That was, uh, and, and one ended up in our net because of it. So, moved the people around. Uh, but I, but I liked him back on the right. I thought he was good. Yeah, it would have exceeded expectations for his first game. Duclair looked really good last night, and uh, I know it was really cool to hear the fan response as soon as he got on the ice, and every time he got on the ice, the Duke chance, it was really cool to see that. I know he heard that, he felt it, he talked about that. Here is Anthony Duclair talking about that game last night, his return, what it meant for the team, how it felt from that perspective, and again, uh, what it meant to, to hear the fans get behind him. A little jewelry in the, in the first there, I'm just trying to find my legs. Um... And then the second, I started feeling better. And then third, a little more comfortable. Um, you know, just a question of timing and just, uh, you know, finding chemistry with the guys. But um, all in all, you know, after seven months coming back, I think, uh, you know, I, I should be proud of myself. Yeah, I also think we got better as a team. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, Andy had a, had a good game. You know, he made some uh, big saves. But uh, at the same time, I think, um, you know, just a little more intensity uh, from everyone. Um, you know, we can't expect to, to win games like that at this time of year. Yeah, it means a lot. Uh, I, I said it again. Um, you know, fans have been unbelievable with me and the love and support. Uh, I definitely feel it. So um, I appreciate it. And it's, uh, it was definitely a special moment uh, for myself. And, um, you know, what better way to, to come back on home ice and, um, you know, hearing that, uh, it means the world. Anytime you can get a 30-goal score back in your lineup, that's big. Anthony Duclair returned last night. So it was a, a welcome re-addition to the Panthers lineup, especially considering last night they were without Alexander Barkov and Sam Bennett, two very important offensive players. So hopefully they can get them back sooner than later and uh, hopefully as early as Tuesday and maybe we'll get some clarity on their status Perhaps tomorrow when the Panthers hit the ice for practice. Uh, again, the Panthers uh, off today, so we won't have any updates on that front coming up today. So it's the Panthers and the Lightning Tuesday at 7, and the Panthers will be back home on Thursday at 7 o'clock against the Nashville Predators. And as far as the homestand upcoming for the Panthers, I mentioned they'll get back on home ice coming up on Thursday at 7 o'clock. Saturday, a week from today, Pittsburgh's in town. Huge game in the wildcard standings. That homestand also includes games against Vegas, Chicago, Winnipeg, Montreal, 
and New Jersey. It's a home-heavy month of March, and you want to be out there for FLA Live Arena. Get your tickets, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com. Call 954-835-PUCK. Well, we're going to step away. When we come back, Billy Lindsay's going to stop by. We are going to talk all things Panthers, talk playoff races, talk last night's game against Buffalo. Lots to get to coming up next segment. Doug Plagans here with you. Matt Wilson on the other side of the glass. It's the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Let's get back to the Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey this hour. And, well, the Panthers are rare Saturday night without a game. So next up for the Panthers, it'll be Tuesday in Tampa, 7 o'clock face-off when the Panthers meet the Tampa Bay Lightning. Every game important now for the Panthers. Then they'll be back home coming up Thursday at 7 against the Nashville Predators. So the schedule getting into that home stretch. We are heading into the final game in the month of February coming up on Tuesday. So again, the game's getting more and more magnified every single night, folks. Come out to Pucks and Pints Beer Fest presented by Funky Buddha Brewery. That's going to be Saturday, March 4th at FLA Live Arena. Sample unlimited beer, listen to live music, watch the Cats defend home ice against Pittsburgh at 6 p.m. That is on March 4th. Portion of the proceeds benefit the Panthers Foundation. Must be 21 or older to enter. Go to FloridaPanthers.com for tickets today. That's going to be a big game when the Panthers meet the Pittsburgh Penguins. Big game as far as this wild card race is concerned. A wild card race that has really heated up. And joining me now to talk about it here on this Panthers Insider Show. My broadcast partner on the Panthers Radio Network, Billy Lindsay, kind enough to stop by. So we'll get to lots going off of that. But, uh, Billy, last night, we'll get to the game last night first. Panthers went into what was probably the biggest game of the season to date against the Buffalo Sabres. And we said that last week when the Panthers played Washington. That was the biggest game of the season at that point. Last night, the game against Buffalo was the biggest game of the season. We're probably going to say it 20 more times between now and the end of the regular season as this race has heated up so much. But, Billy, last night, Buffalo got the 3-1 win over the Panthers. Craig Anderson stood on his head in net 53 saves for Buffalo in uh, in that game a night ago. The Sabres came down to Florida and got four out of four points in back-to-back nights against the Lightning on uh, Thursday night and then the Panthers last night. But looking at last night's game, uh, what were your biggest takeaways from that that loss to Buffalo a night ago? Last two periods, you came out, you had 11 shots in the first period. You had 43 in the second and third. All kinds of shot attempts. You blistered Craig Anderson. The urgency, you were coming after it. You had that pep in your step. But uh, the Panthers having that three-day break, that's what I expected right out of the gate to come out with that kind of tempo, put the Sabres back on their heel. Didn't happen. That allowed the Sabres to hang around. Got that opening goal, three-on-two, pretty passing play. The star players, Buffalo, they came to shine. Jeff Skinner, a couple of goals. Tage Thompson, three assists. Tuck with the power play goal. They were the offense, and they have been the offense for the majority of the season for the Sabres. The Panthers, a desperate attempt late to come back into it, had their scoring chances. Craig Anderson put on a show. The longtime veteran, 20 years in the NHL, was phenomenal for the Sabres. You let one go by the wayside, and you go back to the recent starts. After that all-star break, Tampa Bay, best game of the season, 7-1. Just crushed them uh, here on home ice. 
Then you had San Jose, bit of a sluggish start, come back. You win that game. Colorado, slow start. Second, third period, good. You push Colorado. Had a chance late in that game against mm-hmm. Colorado. Come out against Anaheim, worst team in the NHL. Dead flat, first period. Down two to nothing, find your way back. Had to go all the way to overtime against the Ducks. Uh, here against Buffalo, it's it's has to... What we're seeing in the second and third periods has to translate into the first period. If you do that, there's not going to be any issues. If it's a 60-minute effort, it's fine. The, when this team starts, it's like a snowball. It starts small and it just grows. And by the end of the game, it's large. And the other team really can't contain it. And that, it, was, it took Craig Anderson and everything that he had to, to prevent the Panthers from winning. There's got to be, it's just has to, it just has to be there from the start, and you can't get away with this league without playing the complete game. And on top of that, the one area, the improvement, the power play is struggling. The penalty kill is, is dipped. Special teams, this team, we can see how, how important the power play and penalty killing is. They have to rectify that here down the stretch. Billy Lindsay, our guest here on the Panthers Insider Show. Uh, Day after the Panthers fell to Buffalo by a 3-1 score last night at FLA Live Arena. A couple things going off last night's game. Obviously, the Panthers didn't get the result they were looking for. But, Billy, last night it was the long-anticipated return of Anthony Duclair. Had that injury over the summer, worked his way back. It was a long process. Got back in there last night. Of course, the Panthers didn't get the win last night, but he did get the primary assist on Carter Verhage's goal. Helped set that one up. And... That is really as good as any trade deadline acquisition that uh, that you could really expect to make. And he's been around all the meetings all season. They love his attitude. They Paul Maurice has said even what, even though he wasn't available, they wanted him to be around because he's just got a good personality. Guys enjoy him being around. He was on a lot of the trips as he was working his way back in. Now, what kind of a jolt can he be, not just from the on-ice perspective and that speed on the wing that he possesses, but just from a morale boost, uh, I guess, uh, I guess standpoint, getting back in a, a guy like Anthony Duclair who's who's really worked his way back. It, it, it can help you push your tempo uh, with this team and, w- and more of it's uh, Paul Maurice wants this team to hang on to the puck for check kind of that pressure but when you get Duclair back in the lineup you can get back to a bit 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 of a, of what you were last year with Verhage in the lineup mm-hmm. Duclair in the lineup now you now you've got some speed you've got some guys that can really turn and burn and put the opposition on their their heels declare has that that type of ability you saw him get better as the game went on the skating's going to come there the hands everything's gonna it's gonna the progression once he gets into this is going to get better through the process if everyone can get back and you get bennett and barkoff back healthy into this lineup it gives paul maurice a lot of flexibility and you should see already on what top it is is a team that gets the most shots on net and creates the most scoring chances in front of the slot that it becomes even more dangerous, more more weapons, and they need it. Uh, you talked about the trade deadline acquisition. Well, that is the acquisition for the Panthers, and with Declare in the lineup, the Panthers already dangerous. Maybe maybe Declare is that person that can inspire this team to to go on a tear to where they win five six games in a row. It makes them a more complete lineup, a more balanced lineup, and with that you can do things more behind the bench but but to me the biggest thing with declare what it adds is that speed game that Mm -hmm. speed element and Verhage declare on the wings if you get them with some guys that can go it's uh, you'll see you'll see this team turn into to to more of 
it's crazy what one person will do. Yeah. But you could see Declare really get back into this team, what we saw last year, that transition game, go and create more off the rush with him in that lineup. It provides that kind of flexibility where this team would be much more dangerous on the rush, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yep. Billy Lindsay, our guest here this morning on the Panthers Insider Show. Panthers uh, fell to the Buffalo Sabres last night 3-1. And, uh, Billy, we talked about a little bit off the air, but and we've talked about it throughout the season, but what a great story Carter Verhage is leading this team with 31 goals, his first 30-goal season in the National Hockey League, and uh, now in 60 games played. Of course, he did miss one game this season, but uh, in 60 games he's got 31 goals. And he's got himself on a pace to hit that 40-goal mark, which is a milestone that, that every player would, would love to hit. Uh, what has been the, the biggest element to his game that you've seen in terms of, I guess, what's, uh, what's lent itself to this, this rise year over year? Because he's not flying under anybody's radar anymore. They know that he's a focal point. He's drawing the tougher matchups now. He's playing with the top guys. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been able to get power play time more and more as time's gone along. And, uh, again, looks like a, a guy that now you can just pencil him in for 30, 35 a year and maybe more. So it was there. It was there in junior hockey. It was there in the American Hockey League. Big time numbers. Could it translate to the NHL? Tampa Bay, fourth line, got your chance. Spot duty, you won a Stanley Cup. Analytics were great on Carter Verhage. Puck battles won, generating chances in limited time. They were able to identify that here in Florida, pick him up, said evaluated evaluate him, give him more of an opportunity, give him a top six role. We believe he can produce. Started to produce, 20-goal campaign. Follows it up the next year, another phenomenal season, then catapulted. To me, the playoffs, what he did in the playoffs last year against Washington, even Tampa Bay, the overtime goals, big-time situation. Now that gives you even extra kind of confidence coming in to this year. Now you believe that you belong here, that you're an elite goal scorer. Fast, speed, quick release, one of the best Shots on the team. It gets on the stick, gets off, and it placement-wise, as far as accuracy, he knows where to put the puck at the right time. Getting power play time. Had two power play goals in his career coming into this season. He's gotten six. Six. A whopping six. He's, he's made it to the... It's, it's, it's 31 goals. He's, he, that's how his... He, he never even had power play time. He still has 25 goals this year at even strength hockey. It's, it's stunning to think of. Uh, what what he produces and how much he drives the offense he just drives and goes and when you watch him watch him play dart in and out of holes and just the pace and quickness which he does everything and the transition not to really recognize some players do it in the American Hockey League like he did in juniors and sometimes they're not able to really get up here there's different reasons why but when you see Carter Verhage with his speed and his shot it's amazed me that no one it's it's good that the Panthers did recognize that Mm -hmm. because he's he's worked him he's worked to get this opportunity and now he's finally arrived now he's becoming one of the elite players and goal scorers in the NHL and he's doing it just mostly by doing it at even strength he's getting some power play time but you look at players that drive five-on-five offense, there's not many better in the NHL than Carter Verhege. And you see night to night, 
you could tell he, he was a guy that had to work his way up the ranks and, uh, you know, early in his NHL career was wondering, you know, was he going to be in the lineup every night and then established himself as an every night guy. I'm sure he brings some of that every single night, some of that chip on his shoulder, and it probably is something he incorporates into his game every single night. We've seen it just uh, turn him into a, a star player for this Panthers team as he's going to make a run at 40 goals. Billy, uh, when you're in a run like this and it's a crowded race for a playoff spot, looks like you've got six teams, maybe seven. If Ottawa can really surge in, they lost last night, but it looks like you're probably looking at six teams, looking for two seats at the table right now. And We'll see how things shake out. But if you're a player in that Panthers dressing room, how much are you watching the scoreboard night to night? Are you just focusing on day to day? Do you not want to can those outside things can get too wrapped up in what's going on around the league be a distraction? How do you how do you observe what's going on? How do you keep an eye on uh, on the rest of the league and the, and the race as a whole? Yeah, the first couple of years here that before we went to the cup in year number 3, we missed the playoffs the first two years by one point. One point. It was that close. And I remember looking back, and it, 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 and to me, you were so focused and wrapped up in your season. You you knew the standings. You, you could open up the paper. You knew where you stand. You knew the importance of games with head-to-head matchups and uh, what, what you're trying to do. But you get so wrapped up in your day-to-day routine. And what's next is, I, I remember just, what what's next on my schedule? Where are we going? And if you're this Panther group, you're going to Tampa Bay. Uh, that's your focus, and you kind of you're you're so involved in the hockey. You know what the games mean and where you're at in the standings. Do you pay attention to it? Somewhat, yes. But it was more towards when we got back into the last four or five games, and we knew we were we were close. That that we started. To, well, what happened around the league tonight? Uh, what happened with that other team? Did they lose? Uh, that's where it starts to to really. Then you start to wonder what's happening around you. At this point, you're still just kind of worrying about yourself, uh, taking care of business, going to that point. And if it does come down to those last three, four games, <laughs> then if it's head-to-head battle or what's coming up, then that's 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 really the only time that I kind of paid attention to it. There's so much going on throughout the course of an, edu- an, an NHL schedule between trying to recruit practices is your your mindset's really just okay okay I got practice at 10 a.m. today let's get through that I know I got to get on a get on a plane now we're going to Tampa that's NHL we don't we don't have the most most NHL players we don't we don't have the mental capacity to, to much to think much past what's what's directly in front of our six inches in front of our nose that's uh, that's kind of where we go at until we get down to the finish line and the Panthers uh, still 21 games away from that regular season finish line so lots of runway still to go here I know uh, we're under a week from the trade deadline so a lot of folks keeping an eye on across the whole league different things different names that have been bandied about of course you've got playoff races on uh, on both sides Billy I know you, you cover the league from the from a broad perspective at the NHL network but what uh, what are some of the things uh, you know as we're as we're coming up on the end of the segment here what are some of the things that you've you've had your eye on maybe that have taken place some of the things that you see coming down the pike that maybe uh, have your attention as we head down the home stretch here in this National Hockey League season. I know there's been, uh, from a hot stove perspective, a lot of different rumors and things yeah. flying around and, and some captivating playoff races on both sides. Teams get done uh, done early. Toronto got done done early. Ryan O'Reilly comes mm-hmm. on. They not, add no, no Lachari. So Toronto's done. They, they went out and 
they got it. They got what they the, the assets they needed. Boston didn't mess around. Dmitry Orlov, Garnett Hathaway from Washington. Washington with their their old aging team. It looks like they're preparing for the future. Free up cal- salary cap space. Try and get draft picks. They have eleven free agents and not a um, rebuild, but not, more of a, a retool. Because yeah. as long as Ovechkin's there, I don't think they're ready to rip it down. No, they'll look because of the, they're they're going to be able to free up so much cap space and get some draft picks back. They'll be very active in free agency <laughs> in the summer. Timo Meyer's a big big piece to fall in San Jose. Everyone's talking about where's Timo Meyer going to land. A lot of talk around the New Jersey Devils with Timo Meyer, big power forward. Uh, Heard even Carolina maybe. Carolina's got the Pacioretty deal on LTIR, which is eight eight some million dollars. Sounds they, like they're going to be more aggressive than they've been in recent years. Don Waddell, usually cautious at the deadline. He's going to be active. Where does Timo Meyer go? Where does he fit? And Jacob Chikrin, Arizona wants a ton for him. They keep asking for... And they should uh, want a ton for him. Yeah, but the problem is once, once teams start filling holes, you, the bidding actually can go down for a team you, you have this high price mm-hmm. but once boston takes care of i, I heard chicken maybe to boss boston went out did what they had it to do once teams start to fill their holes then all of a sudden maybe the bidding gets down to one or two teams and they say well if you want to change trick and this is this is our deal and well, it, that's it, where it, the coyotes they can wait they yeah. don't have they could kick the can down the yeah, road with they this. could wait with chicken so that's it's interesting to see what where where Jacob Chikrin would fall. Eric Carlson has got term at eleven and a half million for four more years. Uh, there was talk about Edmonton. You would have to move out Tyson Berry and move some cash to the Cayman Islands and Swips do something uh, to make that work. I don't know, but uh, Eric Carlson with the season that he's having is rumored to to be out there. I don't know if that. But look uh, more of like a Buchnevich in St. Louis, uh, kind of a role player. Uh, Barbashev there is no, another sorry, guy. Not Buchnev, it's Barbashev is the guy that I meant. Not is Barbashev is is one of those. Look more of the role players that get the the Garnett Hathaways uh, underlying places. Luke Shen, defenseman mm-hmm. Vancouver, has been rumored to to go almost everywhere. Eight hundred thousand dollar defenseman that's played a lot of games and uh, has won the cup and has won. Those are those are the the, the under the radar moves are going to be the ones you're going to want to pay attention to. Those are the usually the ones that kind of push the teams over the top. We'll see what who's that. Active at the deadline, who's not? The the East is so so competitive this year. There's only going to be one team that wins the cup, and there's going to be everyone swinging for the fences. So it's going to be an interesting trade deadline. On the ice, off the ice, lots to pay attention to. Billy Lindsay, our guest this morning, kind enough to take some time out for us. Billy, a rare Saturday night without a game. We'll let you go enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much. Billy Lindsay, my broadcast partner on the Panthers Radio Network. Thanks very much for stopping by. Panthers and the Lightning coming up on Tuesday night from Amelie Arena in Tampa. That's going to be the next Panthers action. You can catch us across the Panthers Radio Network at 7 o'clock. Panthers will be back at home 7 o'clock on Thursday against the Nashville Predators. Folks, get the ultimate flexibility. Build a Panthers flex plan that fits your schedule. Simply select a minimum of 10 tickets. Use them in any combination of games and seats. For more information or to purchase tickets, go to floridapanthers.com slash flex or call 954-835-PUCK. Panthers and 
and Tampa Bay coming up on Tuesday night after a Saturday and Sunday with no game. A rare uh, gap in the schedule, but considering the grind this Panthers team went on during the month of December and January, they've earned this uh, weekend to regroup, catch their breath for what's going to be quite the final push and quite the race for a wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. We've got a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast coming up next segment, so stick around for that. Folks, Doug Plagans here with you. This is the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Time for Laura, the Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. Big thanks, Billy Lindsay, for stopping by last segment, talking all things Panthers. Panthers back on the ice Tuesday at 7 in Tampa. Thursday at 7, back home against the Nashville Predators as this wild card race continues. And you've got about six teams battling for two seats at the table. Panthers right in the middle of it. And certainly going to be uh, entertaining to watch the rest of the way as all these teams battle for positioning. Want to get into a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast. You can always find it wherever you find your podcasts. And, of course, uh, floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk. Good place to start. Jameson Olive and I were joined by Dr. Eli Friedman, medical and sports cardiologist at Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute, part of Baptist Health South Florida, partners of the Florida Panthers. And, well, uh, this was a, a couple of weeks back but a great conversation to support American Heart Month. And, well, let's dive right into this conversation. Well, Dr. Friedman, first, thanks for being here today. How long have you been working with the Panthers, and how did all that come to be? So, yeah, uh, really, first of all, thanks for having me here. It's a privilege. Um, really enjoy the work you guys do and, and really enjoy being a part of the team. Um, so I've actually, this is my first season with the Panthers, and uh, I was fortunate enough to be a part of the Baptist program and I guess some of the work we do with athletes in cardiology that uh, our deal with the Panthers that wanted to have us on board to help out and do our best to take care of all the, the players, the staff, the families, everyone we possibly can to keep them healthy as possible. And Dr. Friedman, obviously you can't reveal all your secrets, but tell us a little bit about your just kind of day-to-day interactions when it comes to working with the Panthers, kind of your role. Yeah, so uh, hopefully there's not too much day-to-day that they don't need my services very much. Hopefully mm-hmm. it's pretty quiet. Um, a, a lot of what we do comes at the front end. So we're, we're there at the pre-participation exams before they come in for the season. As we're getting ready for each new season, we're there doing electrocardiograms and echocardiograms. So an electrical evaluation of the heart, as well as a structural evaluation, just to make sure that everybody's safe, that there's no surprises, and that they can go out there and skate hard and, and not have to think twice. And Dr. Friedman, How's it been working with the Panthers overall? I'd imagine a, a unique experience, and I'd imagine uh, going into this, you, you probably like sports at least a little bit. Yeah, so it, it, first of all, it's been a real privilege. I mean, everybody from the organization from the top down has just been a pleasure to work with. Everybody's kind. Everybody's grateful. Just a, a really classy group of people from the top to the bottom, so I, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, I'm a, a former college baseball player, and uh, sports has always played a huge part of, of my life. And as I was going into medical school and once I got into my training as well, really knew I wanted to merge what I did from my my lifestyle aspect with what I do from a professional and was really fortunate to make the heart care of athletes a, a strong part of what I do every day. 
And obviously, we've had a couple of doctors from Baptist uh, on the show in the past. We've had Dr. Yagnik a couple of times. He's been with the Panthers forever. Just what's it like kind of being a rookie uh, on the Baptist career with the Panthers? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's been good. I, I'm the nerdy cardiologist who tries to run with the jock. <laughs> so it, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we have a really collaborative environment. So, you know, I'm, I'm constantly talking with Dr. Yagnik, with Dr. Swartz, and with Dave DiNapoli, who's the, the head athletic trainer. It's a real team-based environment. Because we know that's what it takes to take care of athletes. You really have to be collaborative and, and constantly in communication. And again, just couldn't ask for a better group of people to work with. And Dr. Friedman, it seems like nowadays, especially not just in hockey, but in all sports, seems like athletes are more tuned in than ever with, with their bodies as they train for the seasons and everything like that. But at the same time, they also have more resources than ever. Uh, we know more than we ever have here at, uh, at this point in time. What advice do you provide the players with to uh, keep them informed with their, their own cardiac care? Yeah, so uh, again, th these are the elite of the elite, and, and a lot of them have been checked multiple times throughout the way. So we, we know, generally speaking, that these are really healthy people who are some of the fittest and most skilled people in the entire world. We really try to discuss with them any red flag signs or symptoms that they should be aware of, that they shouldn't try to push through much like Dr. Yagnik does, you mentioned before, some injuries we don't want to go through from a musculoskeletal standpoint, but maybe there's that odd breathing or something in the chest that, that's funny to them that we want them to bring it up and talk to Dave sooner rather than later, and he can bring it up to us if needed, just to make sure we're on top of it and, and we prevent any problems before they become much bigger. Again, this is really rare, and it, it's really not something that happens in professional sports very often, but again, we want to be in constant communication with everybody all the time to make sure it's seamless. Hi. Dr. Freeman, how is an athlete's heart necessarily different from my own? I'm obviously not in the gym three hours a day. Doug, Doug is. Doug might have an athlete's heart. He probably does. But for the, the average Joe, obviously, I'm not, you know, out there grinding 20 minutes uh, a night on the ice. I'm not in the gym three hours a day. Just how is an athlete's heart different? And how do you maybe look at it differently than you do in your normal day to day? It, it's a fantastic question. So the heart's a muscle, just like any other muscle in the body. And if you train it and expose it to different circumstances, it's gonna look a lot different. And, and that's true for a hockey player, but it, it would look different than a football player's heart or a dancer's heart. That, that heart and that muscle is gonna adapt much differently. Just to give you some context, the, the average hockey player professional is skating five miles every night on the ice. So that, that's pretty intense, never alone all the practice. And if you accumulate that over years, that heart muscle is gonna look a lot differently than somebody who's just working out for the, the health benefits of exercise. Not to say that that's wrong or different, but just to say that what we look at is a much different species than, than the average Joe in terms of the cardiovascular adapt adaptations. So it's really cool, it's really interesting. And again, I'm, I'm really privileged to have a true inside look at the motor, the engine that helps drive these professional athletes' bodies. Dr. Friedman, why is American Heart Month so important? I, I think it's important because it goes back to Jameson's question of awareness. So not only our hockey players, not only our elite athletes, but we want everybody out there to understand what the signs and symptoms of heart disease are and, and is. We want them to understand what their risk factors are, their family history, and to be as proactive as possible in their own health. So having awareness of blood pressure, cholesterol, blood glucoses, if somebody in the family have heart disease, coronary artery disease, do, do these things run? And do we need to be aware of them ahead of time to, again, try to prevent the big problems before they happen? And so I think Heart Month has the ability to shine a light on that and bring everybody's awareness and attention to their own cardiovascular health. And, and Dr. Friedman, as you started to work here with hockey players, just how kind of maybe fascinating or different is it to monitor a hockey player's heart throughout a game? Obviously, every sport has different flows, but hockey is very much a guy's on the ice going 100% for 40 seconds. 
then he's sitting for a couple of minutes and then he's back at it again. And you look at football, there's a lot of stops and starts. It seems like every sport asks something a little different of the heart. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hockey players are constantly at high intensity intervals, just, you know, going, going, going the whole time versus if you take like a baseball player uh, where there may be shorter little bursts, but not nearly as much as a hockey player or a basketball player who's more at a steady state. So it's really, really interesting to see how that physiology then adapts into a, a, a heart adaptation. So really interesting, really unique and, and really unique to then see that on the testing that we get as well. Dr. Friedman, it seems like nowadays everywhere you turn, whether you're looking at a cereal box that's giving you heart healthy ingredients, or if you're looking at, uh, you know, the cover of a health magazine that's telling you what you can do, different steps you can take to uh, keep your heart healthy. What are the keys for, for a generally healthy cardiac lifestyle? Yeah, I, I think diet and exercise are going to be the keystones of that. So trying to eat as healthy of a diet as possible. Typically, we say that's like the Mediterranean diet or the DASH diet. So lots of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, whole wheat, uh, minimizing as much red meat as possible, fish, chicken, baked, not fried. So that's going to be the dietary stuff. And then exercise, trying to get in 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week or 75 minutes of high intensity by doing those two things alone, you're likely to live longer and better than the rest of the population. And we have lots of opportunity to improve there, especially in exercise. Less than 50% of the country is hitting those recommendations of exercise. If we can get just get people doing something, and it doesn't need to be go out and skate on the ice and play 60 minutes of hockey, uh, just going for a 20-minute walk, we're going to start to see the benefits of that. Dr. Freeman, I want to ask, taking it back to the team for a second, like you said, this is your first year working with the Panthers. Just how much do you just get caught up in the sports now with the Panthers, the wins, the losses? Uh, like right now, we're riding high, three straight wins. Just uh, How much fun is it just being a part of the larger team here for the Cats? It, it, it's been really wonderful. Like we were talking about before, this has become a real family thing for us. My, my kids are doing the learn to play with the Panthers. There's Matt Jans, who's directing the youth hockey. So it's really become just a family thing. We went to the All-Star game. We're really, really enjoying it. And again, I think that's a reflection of the organization. It's such a classy organization. You really feel like your family walking through the door. I was greeted with open arms the first day I was there for the pre-participation exams. And my kids feel that way. My wife feels that way. Again, I think this is a reflection from the top down and it's such a privilege to be a part of. And I got to ask, we obviously you, we can't ask you to pick a favorite player. You have to remain neutral, but your kids, I'm sure have favorite <laughs> players. Who are they? Yeah, this will come as no surprise, but Matthew Kachuk is really big. In the <laughs> and then uh, Sasha Barkov also makes a, a big splash, but they don't, there's nothing they love quite as much as screaming night during the national anthem <laughs> that, that over quite well. So uh, I, I think it, it's been just profound. And again, these players have had a huge impact on my children because they've learned the game of hockey through this. And now they're picking up the sticks themselves, both a, a boy and a girl. So it's really nothing more that I could ask for. So big thanks there for joining us on the most recent episode of the Territory Talk podcast. Dr. Eli Friedman, medical and sports cardiologist at Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute, part of Baptist Health South Florida in that uh, interview a couple of weeks back to support American Heart Month. And you can always find Territory Talk, floridapanthers.com uh, slash Territory Talk. Panthers in the Lightning, Tuesday at 7 in Tampa. Panthers back home against Nashville, Thursday at 7 p.m. That's what lies ahead. Panthers right in the thick of the wild card race. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this morning. Thanks to Billy Lindsay for stopping by last segment. Thanks to Matt Wilson on the other side of the glass, folks. I am Doug Plagans. Enjoy your weekend. This has been the Panthers Insider Show in the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 